Okay. So let me well let me just preface with this. I've never really liked Panera bread. Um I I'm not a fan of Panera. Um I'm not here's the thing. I don't really eat lunch like that. Never have. Um probably never will. I just never particularly cared for that particular meal. And that to me that's what Panera serves. Panera gives you these little bit little portions that would would fill I don't know a two year old and I I think Panera is I think Panera is overpriced for what you're getting now I will say this it is somewhat healthier people say it's much healthier there's really limited truth in that but it is a little bit healthier but let me say this. I'm I'm just not a big fan of Panera. And now we are in a situation where um I don't know now I really don't know how to feel about Panera. This let me say this. Well let, let me just get into it. Panera bread employee who posted TikTok video exposing how mac and cheese is prepared was fired. Okay. Um, the woman behind a now viral video exposing how Panera Bread prepares its mac and cheese says it was fired from the company. The video originally posted last week on the social media app TikTok with the caption exposing Panera shows an employee drop a plastic packet of frozen mac and cheese into a boiler, cut the bag open, and then pour its contents into a bowl. Now I'm going to say this. Well, let me say this about TikTok. Um, I don't really know when TikTok caught on. I feel like the app's been around maybe a couple years, but I guess now it's just really rising to prominence. Um, I don't, I haven't really looked at the app. I don't have it myself. I don't really know too much about it, but I do know that it's supposed to be, I hear people describe it as the new Vine, and I'll, I can't disagree with that or make any comments on it because I don't know. But, here's the thing. Frozen mac and cheese. That's not a surprise. Um, it just, it's just really not a surprise at all. The woman who posted it gave a thumbs up at the end of the clip. The video quickly drew criticism as commenters slammed the chain restaurant for selling frozen food instead of mac and cheese that is actually cooked in the kitchen. Someone said Panera is just hospital food, and this proves it, one person commented. I don't know what, here's the thing, I don't know why people are shocked about this. Because you realize, Panera is fat, Panera, Panera is fast food. It, it's not quite as fast, but it is still, it's still fast food. It takes a while to make mac and cheese. And mac and cheese is a pretty basic thing to cook. I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm just a little bit confused as to why people slammed Panera so hard. Now, slamming, slamming for firing, that's one thing, but they, they slammed Panera for selling frozen food instead of actual mac and cheese. I don't, I just don't know. Here's the thing. Let me just say this. 
If you cook food, if you if you have ever cooked food for yourself, you have an idea of how long it takes to cook something. Um if you if you just do if you just did craft mac and cheese, which is like the most basic mac and cheese you can do. It takes it takes a little bit. So that's the issue. So you just you got to you have to understand you have to you just don't be I mean just don't be surprised that it, that it's frozen. I don't I just don't know why people I don't know why people are shocked and upset about this. Some online users expressed that they weren't surprised in the least by Panera's apparent food preparation. I don't get what she's exposing. Here, th- thank you. Did people really think there was a chef hanging out in the kitchen of Panera Bread making their mac and cheese? One user tweeted, this is literally how every fast food joint operates. Don't be fooled. This person, compared to all these other people, is a gen- she's a genius. He or she, whatever. That's ve- it's very simple. Like there's n- like you have to understand. There are no chefs. These are these are dead end jobs. And you know there's there's not these things are frozen. There there are refrigerators. There are freezers. I uh, they cook things in bulk. It, it just I don't I don't I don't I just don't know what people thought this was. Backlash over the video didn't fall on Panera, didn't just fall on Panera Bread as the unidentified woman behind the video announced Friday on Twitter that she lost her job over it. Lol, I lost my job for this, she tweeted. Some online users expressed that they weren't surprised in the least by Panera, Panera's, Panera Bread's apparent food preparation. A spokesperson for Panera Bread confirmed the video's authenticity, but declined to comment further on personnel matters, according to the Washington Post. Oh, by the way, this article is from Fox News. The company defended its preparation of the mac and cheese, the Post reports, which it said is a patently Panera product made off-site with our proprietary recipe developed by our chefs. It is shipped frozen to our bakery cafes. This allows us to avoid using preservatives, which do not meet our clean standards, a statement said. Okay. Now we can talk we can talk about the whole she lost her job thing. We can. I'm not gonna go that route because I'm going to go the route of criticizing these people who thought this food was fresh. I just I I I I'm I'm just not understanding these people. You realize listen to this. These are high, these are like high school juniors, seniors, college kids. You're going to have a middle-aged manager. Um, and maybe, maybe some people that are in like their thirties, forties, or just, you know, just up there, just, you know, kind of working to have some kind of income. All right. There are no, there are no chefs here. I just, I don't, I don't know what people are so upset about. I mean, I just, this makes me wonder, this, this makes, this makes me wonder if these people have ever cooked anything in their life. McDonald's, 
Burger King, which I don't know how it's still open. Carl's Jr. Uh, Five Guys. You know, all of, all of these places, these, these, here's what people need to understand about fast food. Just fast food, just take the, just take the name fast food. What does it mean? It means you get your food fast. You get your food quickly. If you're going to get your food quickly, you can't cook things. You can't, you can't really, okay, you know, get the ingredients, you know, measure you, that, that you're not doing that. The point is to get the food out to the customer as quickly as possible, as accurately as possible. That's the goal of fast food. So when you get mad that, oh my gosh, you're freezing your stuff, how else are they going to do it? How will, how else are they going to, how else are they going to be a fast food chain? Please explain that to me because I'm, I'm, when I saw this article, I didn't, I wasn't surprised the girl lost her job. And I could, I could do a thing on that, but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm just, I'm just shocked. That these people don't understand the concept of fast food. It's been around since what? 1952? I think. Don't, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's been around almost, almost, you know, 70, 80 years. So I just, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm disappointed in these people. It's fast food. It, they're not... I, I, I gotta move on to a different topic. I'm just repeating myself here. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's fast food. You get your... You get... The point is to get your food. The point is to order as efficiently as possible. And get your food as quickly as possible. That is the goal of fast food. It's for, it's for a quick bite. It's to quickly get something so you don't have to just, you know, sit down and invest a lot of time. It's get it and go. That's the point of fast food. So yes, things are going, food's going to be frozen. I mean, this, this is just, this is just not understanding simple concepts like fast food. I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just not common knowledge. That this stuff is frozen. But even if it's not common knowledge, I look at it as it's fast food. It's fast food. You got, you're trying to get your food fast. You can't cook. You thaw. You, you, you do all, you do all that. You, you know, you just, never mind. I, I just, next story. Next story. Okay, I told you guys that I'm in California. I've been raised here my whole life. I just, I just, I just, I can't do it. California is just run by some dingbats, man. Now, let me say this. This involves kids. It may be a sensitive topic to some people. 
but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go in on this. I can't do it with these school lunches. This, and this is also from Fox News. And yeah, I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, Fox News? Yes, Fox News. I do, I use, I have enough diversity and enough different sources. Well, yes, I'm going to have two stories from Fox News. The next one is from the Daily Beast. California bills seek to ban lunch shaming. You know what? You know what's amazing? It's amazing how you can just start something new by just putting some words together. So there, so there's fat shaming. Now there's lunch shaming, body shaming. I mean, when, I mean, I just, I don't understand it. California bills seek to ban lunch shaming will guarantee state funded meals for students. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. A new California bill hopes that lunch shaming will be a thing of the past as it guarantees that students in schools will receive state funded lunches even if their parents have fa- failed to pay meal fees. Governor Gavin Newsom the handsome devil himself signed into the, into law the new piece of legislation which bans the process in which institutions deny students a meal of their choice due to unpaid fees. The law amends the 2017 Child Hunger Prevention and Fair Treatment Act by requiring schools to invalidate policies that ask officials to give alternative meals to students who have unpaid fees, according to Newsom. He said students who are given these cheaper alternative lunches cause them to stick out from their peers. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. As a parent, I said this in an old episode. As a parent, if I know... See, now 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 it's clear. Now it's clear. No matter what, you are going to provide for my kid. Why even, what is the, what is the point of paying my bill? Explain that to me. Why should, why should I pay my bill? What's the difference? Why would I give, why would I give the school the money to pay my bill when I can just hold on to my money, rack up debt, and the state pays for my lunch. This takes away this this takes away responsibility. I'm not a fan of this at all. I mean this is this is just absolutely I I, I just California is just so annoying. Let me let me say this. If you're thinking about living in California don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Seriously. I would, here's the thing. California is a great place to visit. You can visit it at any time of the year. It's amazing aesthetically. For the most part. You know, you got the homeless issue in LA and a bunch of other places and, you know, all, all of that. But overall, California is relatively a beautiful place year round. But I don't recommend living here. You know, vacation here. Uh, you know, take a week, come to California, 
um, specifically Southern California or Northern, don't don't go to Central because there's nothing there. There's nothing there. But go to go to SoCal or NorCal for like a week and and leave, leave, because you just you don't want to. This just isn't a place where you want where you would want to live. And I know I know some of you might be thinking, oh, it's because you're a conservative. And you're just angry that, you know, your policies aren't being put in place. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit, that's part of it. That's part of it. And I'm not saying, you know, we have to be conservative, but we're just, it's just that we are so liberal and so leftist. It's just like, it's almost like, I feel like us and New York are just racing to see who can be the most leftist. There are other states where, you know, they, you know, they're they're blue states, but they're just not as liberal. I genuinely believe, culturally, I could make it in any other blue state. Because I've lived here. Now, I think, here's the thing. I think New York is beating California in the race. I do think New York is a more leftist state. But, California is not that far behind. I, I just, this, this removes responsibility from parents. This is not a good, this isn't, I just, I, lunch shaming. This is so weak. So weak. Oh, we don't want the kids to feel embarrassed because their parents can't pay. Now we're just in. Now we're in a time. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm I'm dead serious on this. Please explain to me. Explain. I mean, do you know how? Do you know how much money that is in my pocket as a parent? Now, obviously, you guys know I don't have kids, but I'm just saying, as a parent. So school lunches. Let me do. Let me do some math here. Let me do some math here. Okay, um, so lunches are like 325, okay, 325, alright, so you have that five times a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 325 times 5 is $16.25, okay, $16.25, times there's like four weeks in uh there's four weeks in a month sixty five bucks okay uh sixty five times uh there's nine months in the school year times nine five hundred eighty five bucks and obviously you know obviously that's gonna be give and take because because there are some who buy lunch every single day there are those people, and there are some who, who alternate, and then there are some who only bring their lunch. But 585 bucks. So, so let, let's just, obviously, obviously this isn't going to happen. Obviously this isn't going to happen. 585 students, or excuse me, $585 if a student uh 
bought lunch every single day through the year. All right. Now, obviously, it's not going to be exactly five eighty five because you have holidays, some off days. But you know, you you understand what I'm you understand what I mean. Okay. So let's do this. Let's take five eighty five, and let's just say let's just say a typical classroom holds now. I think the average class size is thirty. Um, I think that's the average class size. So let's just say, let's just say every kid, let's just say there's a certain classroom and every kid in that classroom, uh, buys their lunch every, every, every single time they go to school. So times 30, that's 17,550 bucks. That's ridiculous. And I, I could go on and on with this number. I could, I could do the school. I could do... I could do so many things, but that's just, that's just, I'm, 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 I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. That's just taking away responsibility from parents. Five, 585 bucks. Let me, let me, let me tell you, for those of you who don't live in California, don't quite understand the educational system, um, California pretty much has great benefits for like professors and things like that and teachers and stuff like that. But because, because of all of that, California is like, California is broke. California has no money and it's reasons like this that we are broke. So now we're just digging our debt more to make, you know, to make the kid feel more comfortable and, you know, to, to take away responsibility from the parents. Middle school, uh, Newsom said he was inspired by the story of Ryan Coyote, a nine, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, a nine-year-old boy from West Park Elementary who drew attention to how kids at his school were singled out because they didn't have enough money in their food accounts. Uh, this kid used his allowance, which totaled $74.80 to pay off his third grade class's lunch debt. Creating a California for all, and that was according to ABC7. Creating a California for all means ensuring schools are inclusive, accepting, and welcoming of all kids. That See, that's what it is. It's just, just you know, we want diversity. We want inclusivity. We want everyone, you know, to feel welcome, which really isn't true either. Um, accepting and welcoming of all kids. I mean, outside of that just being a blatant lie... I mean, th- that's garbage. It's just, you know, it, you know, we're trying to make we're, these safe spaces, man. These safe spaces. It, it, it just, it, it just irritates me and it gets under my skin so much. These bills help us move closer to that goal, Newsom said in a statement. You know, I wish I could just meet Gavin Newsom. If I could just have like, I don't see people want their five minutes. I don't need five minutes. I just want a minute. Can I get a minute with Gavin Newsom? Uh, Newsom met with, uh, Coyote in, did I just say Coyote? I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this kid's last name. Um, I'm just going to call him Ryan. Newsom met with Ryan in August, a meeting the governor declared was an honor. And, uh, 
the here's the here's what the post says, uh, and this is from the office of the of the governor of California or at CA governor governor at Gavin Newsom had the honor to meet Ryan K last week. This amazing young man saved his allowance and used it to pay his classmates lunch debt. For Ryan, it was just wrong that some kids couldn't afford to eat lunch. He's right about that. It's just wrong that some kids... Now, here's the thing. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But that's just that's just reality of life. I mean, imagine this. Imagine this. And I know, I know there are, you know, publicly owned, privately owned things that are run by the, run by the government and, you know, but just, just bear with me, okay? I said this in, I said this in the other episode concerning school lunches. Let's say I go into Chick-fil-A and let's say I don't have my wallet and I order something. I say, okay, I want the, give me, and this is what I usually get. So now you guys know my Chick-fil-A order. Give me the number one, um, give me the number one deluxe with no lettuce, uh, a large, and, uh, a large fry and a lemonade with no ice. So I do that. I reach for my wallet and I don't have it. And I say, oh, doggone it. I don't have my wallet. What happens? Chick-fil-A is not going to say, oh, we got you, man. I don't get the food. If you don't pay, if you don't pay the price, you don't get, you don't get the product. That's what trading is. You're trading, you're trading currency for a product. You're trading currency for food. You're trading currency, uh, for a place to live. That's what trading is. It's, it's sharing. I, I receive something and I give up something. You receive something, you give up something. That's what it is. That, that, that is basic, basic, basic economics. And th- this is just, this is just garbage. And let's say this, let's say this, let's say they say, oh, you know what? Cause we all know Chick-fil-A goes above and beyond for customer service. There was this one, there was this one Chick-fil-A guy. He went into the sewer because a woman dropped her phone. That, that is just, that is just unbelievable. He, as a Chick-fil-A employee, I couldn't do that. I'd be like, look, is there anything else I can do for you? Can I drive you home? Can I do that for you? I, I, I'm not going in the gutter. But anyway, anyway, let's just say that Chick-fil-A says, you know what, man? We got this. It's on us because we don't want you. We don't want you to experience the shame of not of uh, having to tuck your toe between your legs and walk out the door because you didn't have the money to pay. And obviously, you know, you're going to feel embarrassed. So we don't want you to feel embarrassed. So we'll take care of it. The person behind me or and, and, and every other person that's kind of close to the register. They're going to look and see, wait a minute. How is this guy, this guy just got some food. They would see that I didn't take out my wallet. They would see that I didn't take out my phone to use Google Pay or Apple Pay or anything like that. They said this guy was just given food for no re, for, 
for really no reason. He was given food and he gave nothing in return. The person behind me, they're going to say, okay, they did it for him. They have to do it for me. So the next person comes up and they have their wallet. And let's say, let's say it's a woman. And she says, no, I'll, I'll keep it consi- consistent so you guys, so you know, people don't say, oh, sexist. Okay, I'm not going to do that. All right. So let's say it's a guy behind me. He sees I didn't pay and he's like, bro, I'm golden because I can just go up and not pay. He goes up and he says, okay, he says his order. Let's say he orders the exact same thing and he says, you know what? I'm not going to pay because that other guy didn't pay. That now what happens? Now we've got now we've got a quagmire. That's where that's where we're at. I just I I can't I can't do it. Steps to the, this is back in the article. Steps to limit the so-called lunch shaming have taken root in recent years. Even before SB 265 was introduced by Newsom, Senator Bernie Sanders tweeted back in June after hearing Ryan's story that he would provide year-round another thing, another thing paid for by the government with Bernie Sanders, you know, that's just going to magically be paid for by the government. That he would provide year-round universal school meals if elected president. School, this is from Bernie Sanders, school lunch debt should not exist in the wealthiest country in the history of the world. When we are in the White House, we are going to provide year-round free universal school meals. Lord have mercy. In June, U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, who indeed married her brother, but that's a story of another, you know, that's a horse from another color, introduced the No Shame at School Act, which bans identifying students who can't pay for their school lunch. Across this country, students whose families are struggling to afford school meals are being singled out and humiliated at lunchtime, Omar said at the time. According to The Hill, these students are subjected to various shaming practices at schools. Some students have literally have been literally branded with stamps. Napa Valley Unified School District told ABC7 that students with negative lunch account can still get a hot meal with prices ranging from 30 cents. 30 cents. You can, I can walk outside this second and I can find 30 cents on the ground. Right, with prices ranging from 30 cents to $3.25. I can't do, I can't do it. I can't do it. This, this is, this is just, oh my god. Where do I even begin? This is like lunch shaming. Lunch shaming. You want to start? A, you want to start a trend? You want to talk about shame? Just just throw a word in front of shaming, and then you got something. I I I don't know what to say. I I can't stand this. You're taking away responsibility from the parents. Yes, I get it. Some you know some are struggling. I do understand that. But I have to say this. There are choices in life that you make. And it 
you know, there are like, like certain jobs. There are certain jobs that don't pay that well. They don't. So, some people, they choose that job, maybe because that's all they can do, um, or it takes like no education, or, or whatever. But that's one of, that's part of the consequence. For every, there, everything we do has, uh, has a consequence, has consequences, good and bad. I should say good and or bad. So when you do this, when you do that, when you make a certain decision and you choose a certain career path, you're like, okay, I'm going to have this much money. I'm going to have this much financial stability. Um, and you just, you go from there. If I'm bringing in a ton of money, then it's like, okay, well, you know, we're good. We're financially stable. We can go on vacations. Uh, you're not going to fall into school lunch debt. Uh, we can, we can put you in, you know, we can put, you, you can put your daughter in softball. You can put your son in football. You can do all of these things. And then there are people where it's like, you know what, we're, we're just, we're living paycheck to paycheck. We can't really make it. But it's like, okay, why is, why is that the case? What job did you choose? What career path did you choose? What habits do you, what expensive habits do you have? I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It, it's just, it just, it, it angers me. It angers me that, that we're, the state should not be responsible for this. This is on parents. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to say it again. And I know hard times fall on people. I know sometimes things happen. When you can't, you know, when you can't really do certain things, you can't really, you know, sometimes you have a misfortune event that, you know, sometimes you just lose your job or disaster hits or a health, a health emergency hits. I get that. I get that. But here's what I'm saying. When you go to start a family, it's like this. I'll use me as an example. I'll use me as an example. Because as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a family man. I'm a guy who wants to get married. I want to have a wife. I want to have, uh, children. Okay. So I look at that and I say, okay, let's say, let's say when I graduate. So when I graduate, I'm going to be 22 years old. I get out of college. I look at my financial standings. I'm like, okay, I've got this, got these, uh, loans I got to pay back, loans I got to pay back. Um, I have these financial investments. Um, I've invested in startups, real estate. I've done, I've done a lot of things. So here's kind of where I'm standing. Okay. While doing that and, you know, working whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm going to be looking for a mate. I'm going to be looking for someone to spend the rest of my life with, to build a family with, to be the mother of my children. Okay. So I find that individual. We come together and we say, okay, I look at my finances and I say, okay, I can support myself. I look at her. It's like, okay, what can you do? Well, I can support myself and I can do, I can, I can probably support you a little bit more. It's like, great. So we can easily support ourselves. Let's, we come together. We both find each other attractive. 
We want to spend the rest of our lives together. We do that thing. Okay? We create a union. Then we look at our finances as a, as a couple and it's like, okay, this is, these are our, these are our liabilities. These are our assets. This is what's going on financially. And then we're like, okay, you know, so, you know, we're having sex, but we're not trying to have kids. Then the topic's going to come up. Okay. Obviously, it's going to come up before we get married of, okay, you know, do you want kids and stuff like that? And obviously, I married her, so it's a yes that we both want children and that it's very important to us. So it's like, okay, now that we're married, okay, okay, how we, how are kids going to fit into this? Because obviously, the, mo- the my wife, she's going to have to go on maternity leave if she's working a job or if she has, you know... Whatever she does, she's just, she's gonna have to take time off and find, the finances won't be coming in the same. Depending on what she's doing, okay? So it's like, okay. So let's say we have one kid. That's gonna affect our finances. So you, I'm just, what I'm trying to get at is, you will, you need to know your financial status before you start, before you start having kids. Can you afford it? Kids are very, 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 very expensive. And so, you know, sometimes you see families with just a bunch of kids and it's like, what are you? And it's like, they're barely making it. They're barely making it. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? Why is your family so big, but you can't make it? Keep your family small because that decreases expenses, decreases medical bills, Decreases the number of mouths you have to feed. And it's just, and I'm not saying these are, you know, people, people who can't afford their school lunch are from big families. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you just have to look at your financial situation before you get, before you get into these situations. I can't, the lunch shaming. I mean, it, who came up with this term? Who comes up with these terms that just start, that just starts trending? Is there a committee? I, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, I don't like this. State-funded meals for students. I don't like it. I, as a parent, can just look at my kid and say, go, you know what? Go go to school and get fed. California will incur more debt. Taxes will rise, which I don't know if people are thinking about that, but taxes will rise because you have to pay for this. Because I'm telling you, people do what you allow them to do. Now you are allowing them, and I'm not saying all people will do this, but people people do what you allow them to do. So there will be some parents who will say, this is a godsend. This is perfect for us. We can pocket the $535 or whatever it was a year per school year per child and just say, you know what, go to school, the, the state's going to take care of you for food. And where's that money going to come from? Taxes and taxpayers. So some of our tax money has to go to funding Little Johnny's lunch debt. Because the school allows this, the state allows this. But more importantly, the parents uh, are allowing this. 
Okay, I I just that that's that's the end of that topic. I uh, you know, being in California, I'm I'm used to these things. I'm used I'm used to just I'm used to stu- stupid bills being passed. I'm used to it. I'm telling you, I'm narrowing my list down of where I'm gonna live after this. You know, I'm I'm down I'm down to like six states right now. I'm down to six. Um but probably probably this coming Christmas in like break time when I'm down with my family, I'm just you know, I'm gonna really take stock and just be like, okay, what is my next move? What's my next move in terms of where I'm going to live? So that's just what I'm gonna do, and I'm and I'm I'm telling you something. California is not not on the list anymore. It's not. It is not. I use you know I really want I really like Sacramento, but it's just this is just a place where I'm like I don't think I could do it. I don't think I I don't think I can do it because culturally it's just my God I just I can't do it. It's just, it just it takes a toll on you and you know. It's taken 20 years and, you know, it's, I'm now one of those conservatives who's like, all right, uh, you know, next, next flight out. It's just going to come in, it's just going to come in a few years or sooner. Who knows? Okay. This is from the Daily Beast. And this story, um, this story goes back quite far because I remember reading this. I remember this story before from a long time ago. I want to say like 2017. This is pretty old. Um, but anyway, here we go. Boyfriends sued over man's death from silicone uh, genital injections. Uh, Linda Chapman says Dylan H. forced her son to inject, to inject his penis and testicles with silicone. Um, let me say that. Well, let me give you... Um, let me try to give you some background. Let me just, let me just try to give you some background. Uh, here we go. Uh, the five men, the five men worked hard to make their bodies as large as possible, lifting weights for multiple hours a day and eating vast amounts in pursuit of a sexual fetish for huge genitals. I don't know why I thought I could make it. I don't know why. You know, people are weird when it comes to fetishes, man. People just have some of the strangest things. Who wants huge genitalia? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, you know, 10 inches. I'm, I'm talking about like bulky because these guys, these guys aren't increasing like length or stuff like that. They're, they're increasing width. And it's like, okay, you're not just going to be having sex. You you gotta walk around. You gotta move around. You gotta sleep. You gotta eat. You gotta shower. You gotta you gotta drive. You gotta do all of these things. But you're gonna have some trouble because you have huge genitalia. I'm gonna try this again. In pursuit of a sexual fetish for huge genitals, they would inject their penises and testicles. And by the way, I thought I could make it again. I couldn't do it. Uh, ladies, uh, just so you know, uh. If you, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you are a woman who has, has this fetish where you are interested in huge genitalia, 
and me you 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 would want you would want me to uh you know inject my penis and testicles with silicone and steroids and things like that i'm not going to do that so i you know that's just you know if you if you're if you're in the huge genitalia dating pool you're not going to find me in there okay i'm going to try this i'm going to try to get through the sentence one more time in pursuit of a sexual fetish for huge genitals they would inject their penises and testicles with saline to temporarily enlarge them they would later graduate to using silicone to permanently engorge their genitals the latter procedure is both illegal and dangerous and it proved lethal for tank tank is the guy who uh he died and his mother is the one who's suing um he died of a pulmonary embolism induced by his inject- injections in october 2018 i remember this story and it's just so dumb this this woman was mad because she's like you you boys you're you know you know you boys you 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 you're the reason my son is dead because he took he grabbed his own penis he grabbed his own testicles and he grabbed his own set of needles and he injected his own body with his own arm and you know this this eventually killed him and it's your guys' fault not his not my son's no you guys forced him no they didn't they didn't they didn't do that they didn't tie him they didn't tie tank down strap him down and they said all right buddy here it comes we know this is what you like because we all like the same thing and then they injected him. That's not what they did. That's not what they did. This kid, or this, this, well, this guy was older than me. This guy did it to himself. And now the mother is suing. I just, oh God. Dear Lord. And I want to say, I want to say they are Australian. I believe. I can't. Don't quote me on that, but I believe they're Australian. I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, they're Australian. Um, the Australian allegedly began injecting silicone on Dylan's command in 2014 and continued until his death. Dylan ordered Tank to use steroids to bulk up, degraded him, and forced him to publicly castigate himself for perceived violations of the relationship with Dylan, the complaint states. Tank was an idiot. Tank was a person with no spine. That just that just did that just did what he was told. He put he put his own health on the line. He put his own health on the line for a relationship. He put his own health on the line for a, for a relationship with a guy who's saying who's telling him to do these stupid things this is this is stupid at the end of the day i just i just i don't get it i i i don't get it i'm not gay 
But let me let me just let me just let me just step out of my heterosexual mindset. And let's let's let me let me step into a homosexual mindset for a second. Let's say I'm let's say I'm in a relationship with a guy and he tells me Look, Solo, I want you to take your genitals and I want you to inject yourself with saline and eventually and eventually silicone. I would say, um Okay, yeah, no. And um I'll see you later. Which would really mean never. I, I, I don't get this. I don't get this. The Australian allegedly began injecting silicone on Dylan's command in 2014 and continued until his death. The Chapmans alleged Dylan and the, and the pups neglected their duty to care for Tank by requiring him to inject himself and possibly performing the injections themselves. Chapman alleged that Dylan and the pups coerced Tank into into inflating his scrotum the size of a basketball. A basketball. I... Let me just... I just... I, I want you... To be like me for a second. And I, I want you to envision this horrendous sight. Thank God. there There is no picture. So I'm not envisioning... In, you know, visualizing this because of a picture that is on the article. What would... I don't understand. What would make me think to actually go through with that? Why would I do that? I have nothing to say. I have nothing more to say about this. I have... I've, at the end of the day... Tank was in control of his life. He could he could have just stopped this and said, "Look, man, I don't want to do this anymore. It physic it bring it physically hurts me. It brings physical harm that is just unnecessary." This this is just flat out unnecessary. There's there was no reason to to, to go through with this just because he said so. Oh, really? If it if it hurt if it physically hurts if it physically hurts you and someone is telling you to do this over and over and over again either okay first of all stop doing it and get away from the person if someone told you okay I want you to slit your arm and they tell me to do it again and again and again and that's just our relationship where it's like we're Let's say they have the sexual fetish of getting off to seeing other people bleed from their arms. I'm not doing that. No, I, 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 I kind of like my blood. I already have a blood disorder. I don't think I really need to make my body any worse. In that, in that way, I just, I don't feel bad for people like this when, when they put themselves in these situations. And he's been doing this since 2014. He died in 2018. So he did this for four years. Four years. This guy just bent over 
literally and, uh, you know, figuratively, to bring physical harm to himself. I, 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 I can't feel bad for these people. I don't, I don't feel bad for people like this. Let me, let me, let me just say something. Let me just say something. And this, this is probably going to be controversial, but I, I think I've said way more controversial things than this. Um, listen. If you are in a relationship where you are being told to do something bad and to, to do something that physically hurts you or puts you in danger, you need to get out of that relationship. The first person to... Here's the thing. You you are in charge of your own life. You are the person who... You are responsible for... You are the prime person who is responsible for your health. Unless you are an invalid and you can't do anything for yourself. But for the majority of us people, we can do for ourselves. You are resp- You are responsible for you. You have to put your best interests at heart. No one else is going to do it because everyone operates in their own self-interest. It's not evil. It's not a bad thing. It's just what people do. And you need to take the responsibility to take care of your own self. No one else is going to do it for you. It's like, you know, you you just, you, you gotta, listen, health is number one. Health is number one. People, people say this. People say, oh, I value my family number one. No. I value my health primarily because without my health, I'm useless. I can't do anything for my family. I, th- my family would not be my number one priority. I would love my family and I would do anything for them, but I would say, look, at the end of the day, I have, my, my health is number one. If my health, if my health just goes down and it just nosedives, I can't do anything for my wife and kids. I become a liability. I become dead weight. I become a ball and chain. Health is number one. If you are in a, if you are in a relationship where, where you are physically being hurt or you are told to physically hurt yourself or to do things that you shouldn't do to yourself or you do things that are illegal. This, I mean, think about it. This guy did stuff that not only was hurting him, but it was also illegal. You, you just, you, you can't do it. You gotta take care of yourself. Just do that. Just take care of yourself. I don't, I don't think it's that difficult. You have to do, you, you have to be number one. You have to be primary. If you don't do it, who will?